Welcome to this, the third interview with Mohammed Taj. In this interview, he discusses tackling racism, becoming elected TUC president, the pride of Asian workers in rebuilding Britain after the Second World War, and tackling fascism with younger members of the trade union movement. In 1992, I had to be pressurised by many transport and general workers union members before I chose to stand for election as a worker director for Yorkshire Rider the bus company I then worked for, and which has been purchased under an employee stock ownership plan on 21st of October 1988. There were two nominations, my opponent, some of whose supporters engaged in an openly racist abuse campaign against myself and Asian bus drivers in general, was to enjoy the open backing of management who even refused to allow myself to take holidays in order to visit depots and speak to as many union members as possible. I was determined to get my view known as widely as possible. During the six weeks of campaigning, I went to bed early before visiting each depot during the night and very early in the morning. At Todmorden, the workforce was 98% white and there were 49 TGWU members. I was openly told that as a PI I had no chance of getting a single vote. I wasn't though going to take it for granted that racism could not be challenged. I turned up at 2am and was allowed to present my views and was listened to respectfully and following which there were many questions. The key members of the depot was an electrician called Jim. I'm led to believe he used industrial language about me, but he told everyone I had spoken sense and should vote for me and wish they did. I won by 39 votes and management were furious. My new job on the buses brought me into contact with many other Asian workers many of whom had, like my parents, come to Britain in the 1950s, 60s or 70s and who I found were willing to work long hours in order to have the cash to buy land back home where most believed they would eventually return permanently to. They happily wore a work uniform as it gave them status. The Asian lads felt they had during and since World War II played an important role in a Britain that needed them to run the mills, the buses and the NHS. People stayed rather than return to the Indian subcontinent because they realized there was a better future here, especially for their children, as there was superior education opportunities and better jobs on offer. The Muslim community was following the Hindu and Sikh communities in deciding to stay. On 11th September 2013, the TUC announced 
that I had been elected at the Morning General Council as their next president. I was the first Asian and first bus worker to hold the post of president. At the time, I said, I am proud to have come from the lay membership level and be the first Muslim and first South Asian president of the TNC. During my year as president, I'm keen to reach out to trade unionists in the Arab world and also where people are living and work in extremely dangerous and unstable situations and help them build strong, independent and democratic unions. Protecting the NHS and campaigning against government policies which have seen increasing involvement of the private sector will also be one of my priorities. The NHS saved the life of my father in the early 60s. I want to highlight the distress being felt by families across the country as people struggled to cope with the fallout from the living standards crisis. I was also keen to warn against the scapegoating of immigrants. I accused all the major parties of being less than honest with the electorate about what I saw as the dangers of restricting immigration because far from being a threat to living standards by depressing wages, as some claim, immigrants provide an economic boost to the country. The Economist estimated then that Britain actually benefits by 7 billion annually. Our aging profile means by 2050, there simply won't be the tax income from the numbers living here to pay pensioners a decent pension. A Harvard University professor told me that Britain and Europe will eventually need migrant workers to come here, work and pay taxes, which in turn will help fund basic public services and pensions. During my time as TUC president, I agreed have my photograph taken in order to feature on posters produced by the Joint Council for the welfare of immigrants and which were prominently displayed at many railway stations. I felt that I could play a part in breaking down prejudice against immigrant workers by taking part in the poster campaign. I'm glad I did it. I had not long been elected as TGWU, nine stroke eight branch vice chair on Bradford buses when the branch was asked to support an important local campaign. Early in the summer of 1981, rumors had, wrongly as it transpired, began circulating that fascists were planning to attack Bradford's Asian communities on 11th of July. The United Black Youth League, an organization that was formed over an internal dispute about state funding being accepted by some leading members of the Asian youth movement, decided to organize the defense of the community. Twelve United Black Youth League members were charged 
conspiracy to cause an explosion and endanger lives. After a crate of homemade bombs was found on waste ground, the subsequent trial and the campaign mounted by black communities and the AT races in support of the 12 was to prove significant in asserting the right of a community to self-defense and direct action. Many young Asians had been murdered by racists in the 70s and 80s, and the police, whose members also included those who had killed Blair Peach at Southall in 1979, often seemed indifferent and unable to catch the perpetrators. Thus, emboldened by the police, doing nothing. Fascist groups such as the National Front were open in speaking about their organized violence against black communities. The mobilization for the graphic 12 defendants generated massive support nationally within Asian communities. Other black communities and white anti-racists were also supportive. There were a number of branch members who supported the BRAF 12 and leaflets were distributed at bus depots. Some white drivers, including some stewards, were hostile. Rather than get into a big argument at branch meetings, we did not seek donations from the branch, but got an agreement to organize collections so that those who did not want to donate did not have to. We collected quite a bit of money and some members attended the court cases at which the 12 were all acquitted by the jury.